we are going to have a conversation uh, this episode about uh, bad language. <laughs> Cussing, swearing. Cussing, swearing. Cursing. Dropping it. Profanity. Prof- Ooh, that's a good one. Profanity. It's profanity. And uh, before we get into it, though, first, I just want to remind you, hey, if you are listening and you like this show, uh, even if you don't like this show, I would like to hear from you. We would like to hear from you. Anything that we can do that, that to make it better. Um, if you do, we'll send you a free sticker in the mail, a Torn Curtain Arts sticker. Um, it's, it's our first ever sticker. You will be the inaugural... Torn curtain sticker wearer. Sticker bearer. Sticker bearer. Go like tag, I don't know, a bathroom with it or something. It would be great. Um, but yes, please let us know. You can, and please subscribe on iTunes or listen to us on SoundCloud. And uh, if you feel so inclined and you like what we're doing, we try and do this as regularly as possible. But you know, we have. A full-time job and we both have full-time jobs Krista is like teaching the kids full-time at home and and we'd like to spend some more time making these episodes but they take some money and if you wouldn't mind and you would like to support us visit us on our patreon page that's torn curtain arts radio on patreon or you can go to the link in the show notes and find us that way that would be a super big blessing to us so we're going to talk about bad language. The dirty words. When did you start using, using bad language? I... Do we need to define bad language? We're, we mean... Not like poor English. Not like bad grammar. Right. Yes. Incorrect usage of words. That's, that's bad language. Like I just saw our friend talk about like summer, spring storms and how it was lightning that you were going to see in the skies, oh. not lightening Lightening. you know like that kind of thing so um (laughs) anyway that's not what we're talking about we're talking about four letter words those phrases yes that you say when you're they're taboo well we grew up with them being taboo Uh yes and i don't remember how i learned that they were taboo yes i just know that they were and i remember being on the playground and having and then, like elementary school, like mm. early elementary school. What was the first bad word you remember hearing? I don't remember. Mm. I don't remember. I know in our house, though, like we had lots of bad words. Like there were the really bad words, and then there were even bad words like "but." Like mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to say "but." Like that was a rude word mm-hmm. and an inappropriate word. We weren't allowed to say "Oh my god." Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember that one at the playground, people saying, right. friends saying, oh my God, and me like trying it out oh. and feeling so yeah. ashamed and nervous inside myself that yeah. maybe something was going to happen in that moment, mm-hmm. but I'll, but then nothing happened and yes. nobody else knew <laughs> that I said, oh my God, instead right. of, oh my gosh, or yeah. oh my goodness. Um, so, yeah. but... That seemed to be the nuclear one, two in my my family, which was taking the Lord's name in vain. Right. That got thrown around, and I, yeah. I didn't really know what that meant. I mean, you you don't know what it means to take something in vain. Right. It seemed like that term was only applied to these two kinds of language. One was to to use the word Jesus Christ in anything that wasn't 
I don't know, in praise or in worship or talking about it in some sort of right. complimentary or, or, but, but, oh my God, like you had said. Right. Um, and it, 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 and those, and that was using it in vain. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until much later did I realize like, oh, the passages in scripture that are talking about taking the Lord's name in vain may really have little to nothing to using them like like we use them in America, like profanity, mm-hmm. um, they would be they would be much more contextual, like to assign something um, that is so opposite of the values of God to God would have been uh, under like taking the Lord's name in vain or, or applying it with uncareful use or something like mm-hmm. that. But um, yeah, I, I think that was the same. That was the same for me, and. Uh, do you remember the first bad word you heard? Or do you do you remember learning about? Yeah, I'm wondering. Swear words? Or did you, like, it was so early in such right. a part of life that it was just always there in your brain. Yeah, well, I wonder if it could have been in two places where I would have heard it. One, it would have been my father's parents' house, so my grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. I probably would have heard something there. Mm-hmm. Or I probably would have heard it at school, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure which place I heard it first. Right. Because even though my grandparents, they just cursed like sailors, they were, when kids were around, there was still enough of that, um, that propriety. Right. That was sort of an older generation where it was like, we don't cuss around the kids. Well, but parents still do that. We know lots right. and lots and lots of parents totally. who, when we're alone or when we think the kids are out of earshot, we say one thing. Yeah. When the kids are in the room we would use different adjectives right. or something, other words in their place. So mm-hmm. I think that's still done right? culturally, societally. I think mm-hmm. it still is acceptable yeah. to do that, to I watch think, your language around kids. So then I think maybe the word that I remember, I don't know if this is true, but I just feel like it was the word ass. Oh, really? That was the one that probably I heard first. <clears throat> I don't, And I didn't, you know... I don't know why. Or I think having somebody called an asshole, uh, that would have, I would have heard that. Mm -hmm. Well, and that makes me think of, we're reading the Chronicles of Narnia to daily right now, Mm -hmm. but the word ass is definitely in there. Right. And I remember reading all the Peter Pan books to Stella and Tinkerbell uses the word ass all the time, all the Peter Pan books, Mm -hmm. but like the original Peter Pan. And and I remember like the little thrill that that Stella would get like oh, Tinkerbell's that ass right you know but going ahead and saying it yeah um like using the word not glossing over it not changing it to something else yeah. and I even tried we were reading out loud on our way camping this week and there was the word ass and I just part of my brain was like oh should I say it and so I changed it to the word jerk and it sounded ridiculous <laughs> like C.S. Lewis used the word jerk and the Don Treader right. no, no he doesn't he didn't. And so then I was like, I'm sorry, it's ass. <laughs> well, and what's fascinating to me, too, is that how that word changes culturally. Because he was still writing for children. He was right. writing a children's book. Right. So he would have put that in there thinking, this is not a curse word. Uh, I, I would assume. Yeah. At that time, it didn't have the same taboo kind of as the it did. weight it carries to call somebody. Yeah. But we often, I don't often say, like, don't be an ass. I would say don't be an asshole. I don't think I use the word ass or asshole very much. I prefer other words. But I don't think that I use the word ass or asshole. 
uh-uh. me personally. And and often when I hear it, I hear asshole. I don't hear ass. Right. So I think it is different. That's an interesting addition to it, though. Too. Well, and that's a very different thing now to be called. It's mm. not just don't be a don't be an ass. Like because don't be this kind of dumb animal. Right. It's it kind adds of a slow. Specificity. Right. Don't be the place where you're. Right. Poop comes out of. <laughs> or. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sorry. We'll have to add in a preface thing at the beginning that says explicit. We will. Because we are, we are, but this is, it's really important. And I think it's a really in, um, important conversation to have that I don't think a lot of parents and definitely parents who grew up Christian, who may have made some sort of shifts in terms of their And maybe their in faith, other faiths And as in well. other faiths, mm-hmm. sure. Um, that have this these absorbed uh social rules um that they they bought into and because it i we grew up in the christian setting there was also an attachment like that to of dancing drinking um and, and those sort of things that there was like they had the appearance of something that was going to be i don't know sexual or violent or something like that what do you well i guess for me it was like they were just bad bad why (laughs) i don't know if everybody i think i think because those words were rude oh okay those words were really rude really hateful words Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm guessing Mm -hmm. um and i'm also thinking about that's how we've introduced some of those words to our girls Mm -hmm. you know like we've gone ahead and said you know i remember stella asking like Mm -hmm. what's that f word and we're saying, well, what what do you think the F word is? And often yeah. when she was little, it would be like, fart, fart. you know, or something that like that. Said the F word. I know, right? Or <laughs> as the S word yeah. was stupid. Yeah. Because see, you do you do teach your kids to be respectful. So yeah. you don't call somebody dumb. You don't call somebody stupid. You don't call some, you know, like that kind of thing. So I, I'm wondering if for me, for us, it's like, or just for me, those, those words were rude mm-hmm. words. And, and I also remember... I don't know if I was told this or read this or preached at the, you know, that, that you can, you can be smarter than those words. Those words are indicative of a person of lower intelligence Mm -hmm. because they can't think of any other word to use. They won't use any other word. They don't know any other word. So those are dumb people. You don't want to be a dumb person. You want to be an intelligent person. So don't use those words. There are other words that you can use to describe things. Right. And so I think I thought if I use them, I was being really rude. Mm-hmm. I was being dumb. Maybe it meant I was dumb. Mm-hmm. And and God just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just one of those rules. God just didn't like those words. Right. I know it's interesting. I'm starting to remember back when we first met and we first knew each other. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> How did we forget that story? Well... <gasps> Because I did, I went, so there was, when I was in middle school, I was like around, I was in a kind, in the kind of friendships where it was like, I used bad language at school (laughs) all the time. And then of course hid it from my parents and hid it from anybody else. Um, And when I, when I uh, experienced this kind of conversion uh, in my like eighth grade year of school, there was this shift, uh, this gravitation towards kind of fundamentalism. Mm-hmm. 
and that really defined me for a long time and i and and i also am uh, uh there's a lot of me that i feel like grateful for that too there's there's a lot of that spiritual formation, but then it also came with a lot of baggage. So by the time I get to college, I get I meet Christopher the first time, and she didn't have some of the same <laughs> <laughs> prohibitions as I did, and neither did her roommates or her friends. And um, but they were good. They were good friends of mine. And one night we were playing the the card game that she was teaching me called bullshit, and um, I can't tell you how uncomfortable I was. And and maybe you can tell your experience of what what happened. But I remember, and I can see everything. I can see the fluorescent <laughs> light on that table in those in that apartment. Oh my gosh, I can yeah. like see the scene. And what I remember of that night mostly is sitting and playing and Paul being like really frustrated and maybe making some attempts at kind of asking us maybe with some sarcasm or humor or yeah. whatever, like, Hey guys, could you not use the word bullshit? Could we say like, I don't even know. I don't know. Like BS. Right. Or something. Yeah. And, and I think we all thought that he was, that that was just ridiculous. And right. so I think we we on purpose then were <laughs> were you rubbed my face in the we bullshit. We rubbed your face in the bullshit like really proudly and yeah. and Paul got so <laughs> upset. Yeah. He was so bothered right. by it oh, I that he out. stormed out yeah. in such anger. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember how that fixed itself like how we resolved that situation. That was not the first time that Paul stormed out <laughs> based on what he deemed was bad behavior. It's true. Oh, my goodness. There was smoking. Yeah. That night after there dancing. An... Do you remember that night? Yeah. Nobody drank, really. No, I think we were too scared of getting caught. Yeah. We drank. I drank off campus uh-huh. because I was ter- I was terrified of getting caught. Yeah. But I, we didn't have it in our dorm. Mm-mm. Um, yeah. And I felt like the good sort of missionary kid who yeah. was going to come and with my good example, I was going to change minds and hearts Aww. and yeah. You're right? so sweet. Yes. So sweet. So sweet. Um, <laughs> and so, I don't know. And now I think we come to a, a, a very different philosophy on, on language. You know, and the house, the the family, the, the, the sort of the values that we have um, are really different, wouldn't you say, mm-hmm. than, the, than the ones we grew up with and even the ones we experienced in college. I will say, yes, I agree with that. I do know that I do censor my language when I'm around the girls. Mm-hmm. And when I'm around people that I'm not sure how where they stand yes like it's still a present thing in my head where it's not even though it's the word i want to use i don't always use those words because i'm very because i think of my history with them because i know that they're still a bad word right but i think if i was really to let myself speak the way i want to they would be in my speech a lot more but i don't think it's wrong to to um i can't think of the word right now Uh, censor my yeah, yeah i can't censor myself in front of the girls or or show the mother words as well right and i think I don't know. 
Well, what's interesting? Be- well, can Go I ahead. say that really yes. fast? Keep your thought. Because I re- I think because there's a time and a place for everything, right? right? Like you, so there's a time and a place for language. Right. That's true. There's a time and a place where we act like this, or we wear these clothes, or we right. do this thing. And so, you do want to be in a job interview, and you want to be able to have the skills to not drop the f bomb describing right. your killer typing skills or whatever right. it is, right? Like you want to be able to know that this is not the place. And so I think it's good to be able to know that these words. Because we want to be in control of our language, not have our language be un, uncareful and thoughtless. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I found being, um, was really important about, the way we approach language was that if we if we put a certain group of words into a category of unavailable to us you know mm-hmm. then there's a certain part of our language that we are out of control of over um and i wanted to be really intentional with the language we use Mm -hmm. and so when it came time to use that particular word Mm -hmm. you would use it like using a a particularly bright color or strong color in a painting Mm -hmm. where that thing could only be expressed with that color Mm But you wouldn't paint an entire painting with that color unless that was your point, right? Mm-hmm. It would ruin the, the 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 texture. It would ruin the form. It would ruin everything mm-hmm. if you weren't carefully placing everything. Words mm-hmm. are that way. And I don't mm-hmm. think our society and our culture, and especially Christians, I don't think often, um, think of language that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that I really was like, yeah, I want to make a a shift in that way and it's interesting the way you talk about we think about language developmentally with our kids but at work when i'm pastoring language is that is a is a little bit of a a litmus test Mm -hmm. in the conversations i'm having with people and sometimes i can tell if i'm with a person if i use bad language to express myself, I've just created a bridge with somebody. As a but, if I do that in the same conversation with a different person, I've just burned it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that—that's what it's like to be a human and and, and have complicated com- communication. You know, mm-hmm. so. Um, but that's uh, I don't know. That's all I was. Well, you had said that you feel like we think about language developmentally with the kids, and I think that that's true. Um, I don't think it's something that we like typed up on a 10 point plan on how to parent our kids. Um, I'm sorry. I keep clearing my throat. I'm getting over like some sort of cold sinus infection thing. So pardon my voice and my clearing of my, uh, we'll pardon it. it All right. Oh, thanks. Um, excuse me. But I, um, I know, I remember the first time that I cussed with Stella that Stella repeated me I, I was in the car and something happened and it was just one of those like reactions right. so I just said shit and then all of a sudden this little voice in the back seat is going shit 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 and like a two or three year old cute little voice and I remember laughing and crying at the same time right. laughing because it's cute when little kids say things like that uh-huh. and and then crying because I was the reason that the kid said her first bad word and i'm pretty sure i was the reason that both of our girls 
And I think I used to feel a little bit bad about it. Um, Do you I, still feel that shame? In this moment, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think I do anymore. Um, I don't. But I feel like if I would assume what you're feeling in that moment, it was I'm disappointing all these people. Right. My, if my parents find out, right. maybe even you still, especially right. when Stella was little. Right. Um, and my parent, yeah, my parents, God, yeah, your parents. Is it because you feel like there was some part of their childhood or their innocence that you took away? Maybe. In that moment? Uh, yeah. 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 Maybe. That you, that you made them grow up into this world where it's like that language gets used. And even if they didn't understand it, like Stella at that point was just parroting. Right. She didn't really understand what she right. was talking about. Right. She heard you say something. Right. And understood that she could repeat it and get a reaction. Well, I, I don't know that she understood that right away. She would understand that depending on how I reacted to right. her saying shit, 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 shit. Right. It could just be this new formation of sounds that she'd never heard before right. or that she really, really heard for the first time or something. And so was playing with that sound. Yeah. And I don't remember how I reacted. It's one of those complicated things where, yeah. you know... I may have said, oh, yeah, that's funny. Don't say that ever again. That's just kind of a rude <laughs> word. I mean, I don't know what I I don't yeah. know what I said. I know we've said things like that to the girls. Uh-huh. You know, like, okay, that's okay, but yeah. that's not a word that we're going to use. Well, and Stella went through, what was it, like fourth, fifth grade, where she was asking us about words and about expressions. Yeah. The first one, I think, was younger. Really? Like third grade? Like second or third second grade. Second or third grade? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was definitely younger than fourth grade. That was yeah. the first one. So you tell that story. She was pre- it the one with the middle finger? Yeah. Yeah. That was younger. And that was, she was attending this conservative Lutheran right. private school. But not everybody there was conservative or Lutheran. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she'd, she'd heard about the middle finger from a classmate, but didn't know what it meant. Right. Right. And so she... It was some night after uh, like dinner, dinner. Uh-huh. and we were sitting there, and Krista and I are sitting there, and she had asked about it um, during dinner. She had said, what does the middle finger mean? And we're like, well, it's a rude gesture. It basically, you wouldn't do it to anybody you like. You know, it, it basically means that you, uh, yeah, you just disrespect and, and really hate somebody that you do that to. Yeah. And, and she was like, oh, okay. And then we kind of move on. And then she comes back after dinner and she is, she's grief stricken. She's like in a panic a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and she comes back and I look at her and I'm thinking, what happened? What did she do? She did something or broke something. But what she says is she was like, I'm just so afraid that I'm going to do it. Like, I don't want to do it. But I, but I want to do it, too. Yes. Wasn't that her thing, too? Like, my finger yeah. just kind of wants to go yes. up. But she was like... But I don't want to do it. Right. And she's just, like, trapped in this torment of, I want to and I don't want to. And what's going to happen if I do? Am I going to be a bad person? Right. Uh, are you going to hate me? Are you going to be disappointed if I do it? And I just... You know, as a parent in that moment, all, all your heart <clears> opens <throat> up to your kid because yeah. they're like vulnerable to yeah. you in that moment and 
and they're sharing with you like right. a real deep pain right. and fear. Yeah. And so that I in that moment I just decided that we were all going to start flipping each other off at the table. Right. And so, <laughs> so we I did. Said, Let's do it. Let's yeah. just do it. And she was like, "What?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, it's just a finger. Right. It's just Let's just do it and we'll get it out of the way and you don't even have to think about it anymore. Right. And so we did it and we laughed right. and we had to, it was, it was hilarious. And at the same time, I'm going like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Right. But it was, a, yeah, one of our favorite moments, right. one of our favorite memories. It's a great yeah. like childhood story now yeah. that we have of Stella's. Right. Yeah. For sure. And as you're saying it, I'm thinking, like, it's true. Like, it's just a finger. It's just a gesture. And that moment, it diffused all the fear and shame. And it was nothing. At the same time, like, it's a very, like, I hate it. Even when when I make a driving mistake, or maybe I don't even make a driving mistake, and somebody's angry, and they flip me off, like, it it makes me feel, I get all jittery and like, ha inside. Because I feel like, oh, somebody doesn't. This speaks to my issues. Like, somebody doesn't like me. Somebody thinks I'm bad because they flipped me off. That was really mean. And so it, it, it does carry weight, too, at the same time. But in yeah. that moment with her where she was, it was the right yeah. It was the right thing to say to her. Because shame was the bigger culprit right, in fear. that situation, right? Yeah. Um, I guess yeah. I'm just acknowledging that, yeah, those these things do. We, we totally. recognize that, that these words do carry weight. Yeah. But for us in parenting our kids, I think we, yeah. we have wanted to take... We haven't wanted our children to to feel the fear and shame and anxiety that we felt yeah. around these words. So so that's why we've yeah. tried to kind of ride this balance between teaching that these words do carry weight. You yeah. don't want to use these words all the time. You know, like when you use yeah. them towards a person, it's going to really, really hurt somebody. At the same time, it's just a word. Right. Nobody's going to smite you dead if right. you say it. And your mom and dad won't stop loving you. Right. Well, and what's fascinating too is we're we're we are dealing with, and a parental, you know, we're always working developmentally through some new stage right. of going from something simple to something complex, right. just for them wherever they are, right. and that's what this whole language thing is about. It's about actually um, starting. To, it's introducing them into the nuance of language. Yeah. Because based based on the tone and the context in right. which you use a word, right. it can be like a knife. Like uh, watching that, I don't know if you got a chance to watch that um, interview Bill Maher did with uh, Ice Cube. No, I have. it's on my side. Really, you got to watch it. Because he's talking about the same thing. Right. About that word that, that is used... Um, and it's so fluid based on the community, right. based on the relationship that you have to other people. And he was like, that word, Ice Cube had said to him, he was like, that word is used in your hands. It's a knife. Right. In our hands, it's a tool. Mm. But that takes maturity mm-hmm. to move into understanding. Like you can't, and these guys are like, 50 something right you know fully adult Mm -hmm. and even they are making the mistakes of misunderstanding language uh and 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 it's so much easier when you just kind of make it a taboo and you go i'm never going to deal with right when something's right or wrong right and it's just black and white yeah in in some ways you um you give it more power oh for sure yeah for sure yeah so I, I was just thinking that the the same way was was happening 
what what we're discovering right now with Stella. Mm-hmm. She's 11, going to go to 12 right, very here in soon. July. Yeah. And, and we're still making these different steps right. of complexity. Yeah. And there was a time, when was this story that you were... We had talked about this earlier. This is fourth grade. This is fourth grade. Right. And this, this is where she makes the jump yes. in a way where <laughs> Krista wasn't expecting. Go ahead. Yes, this one. is a great story. We've told this. So our friends that we know listen to this, you'll have heard this story before because we love this story so much. So uh, it's fourth grade. It was a hard year yeah. for Stella. Um, and so it was a hard year for our family as well. And... Um, there was a ton of homework that year, and and anyway, it's like nine thirty at night, and my nine year old fourth grader, right? Uh-huh. Nine, ten, yeah, my nine year old fourth grader is is do, still doing math homework at nine thirty at night, and we basically have been doing homework since we've been home at three thirty, except for a break to like shower and eat. So we're doing homework. I'm sitting beside her, which is not something that I did all the time when she was doing her homework in fourth grade. But I'm sitting beside her that night to kind of be in solidarity with her. Like, if, you got to, if you're going to do this, I'm going to do this with you. So we're sitting and we're doing homework and she's, she's crying and, and it's just a frustrating, difficult evening. And, and you can stop me if, if you're remembering the story different. I haven't no, said this story good. out loud for a long time. Um, I just remember her in her tears and her frustration stopping and saying mom can i can i say can i say something right now like i just need to i just need to say something and can i say can i use a bad word and i and i remember going oh okay sure like whatever whatever you need to say honey cuz this is a hard moment and and just as kind of a little sort of interjection like earlier that day there was a conversation about the bad word freak like freaking uh-huh. and how that was not an appropriate word right. to use so so that's where my brain is going when she says she's, i'm going to use a bad word. yeah this this freaking math or yeah. something like that you know and so i'm like okay yeah sweetheart you can say whatever you need to say uh-huh. and she just looks at me and i guess she's so angry she's so fresh and she says fuck math <laughs> And I remember like thinking yeah. like I can't laugh. Like she means it. Right. She means fuck math. Yeah. And yeah. she was right. Right. And so I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Fuck yeah. math. Mm-hmm. And I can't laugh. Right. I can't and I'm not mad at her. I gave her permission. She asked me if she could she say asked this. You. And I said, "Yes, you can." And then this is this is the word. She uh-huh. just drops that F bomb and I just was not expecting that. But I say it, so I should have, I guess. Um, but yeah. Anyway, and I just and then we we finished math and kept going, and and that's that's something that, <clears throat> pardon me, that I think both girls have always done is kind of this ask permission, permission mm-hmm. to do it. Like my little story of daily. We, we can get back to Stella, but my little story of daily is I remember being in King Supers and she was tiny enough to fit into those. Um, the car grocery carts. I don't know if right. every grocery store has them, but you know, the the, the, right. the cart, there's a little car that the kid gets in it so they feel like they're driving the car. Which I always feel, in, it's fascinating, it's a little tangent, why we think about teaching kids how to drive when they're in a grocery store. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's something that they can stages. do, right? We'll make, we'll make this experience enjoyable for you. Right. And so, 
We'll, make, we'll teach we'll you, let you how drive-thrus work. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put all the crap on the bottom shelf so you can... That's it. And they're hard as fuck to steer. <laughs> I hate those parts. I, I know. <laughs> like, where I'm, I always told the girls no when we were little, unless yeah. Paul, for some reason, did the grocery shopping with us. And I mostly, since we had kids, I mostly am in charge of the grocery shopping. And yeah. so Paul is rarely with us. But when he was with us, it was like, score! <laughs> we get to ride in the car because dad would steer it and mom could just walk alongside right. and not get super pissed and right. but i'd run into things right. it was so frustrating you know it's <laughs> funny i see parents driving those things yeah. now oh and yeah they look so frustrated <laughs> and i'll like, have to look for that you gotta look time. right you gotta see the face of uh, like the dejection that they feel when their kids <laughs> run to the and they're just kind of like okay <laughs> they have to do it that's so great oh and I hate that and they're all grimy there's the black that you can't get out because so many kids have touched the plastic that even if you use the anti-beck wipes that the store provides you can't get the the grime off oh you know in like two seconds a kid has come and urinated and vomited (laughs) I don't know (laughs) that's what it is 100% urine (laughs) 100% urine yellow like the seat (laughs) Anyway. anyway Daly was sitting in one of those lovely places yeah. And I remember her saying, Mama, and she was tiny. Like, I want to say like four. Yeah. Or something. And she was like, Mama, can I say a bad word? And again, I'm thinking, like, what is what is my four-year-old <laughs> gonna say with her like free King Supers yeah. cookie? And I don't even know, I don't remember why she needed to say it, but she was like, Bam it. Instead, <laughs> Bam, instead of like instead of B A M. B A M instead of damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Daily is dyslexic, so she heard the B instead of the D. (laughs) So, which is, I'm, well, anyway. Yeah. yeah, So here's this little girl going, and she didn't just say it once. It was bam it, bam it, bam it, bam it, bam it. And then it was like, okay. I think what she's trying to say. I think you're trying, I think you mean damn it, honey. If you're going to curse, curse properly. (laughs) Right. Let's have a lesson. Yes. Yeah. And I think I, I think I asked her like, honey, why did you? Why did you need to say that? And I don't remember the answer that she gave. Anyway, but yes, so so Stella used the word appropriately in fourth right. grade, and 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 since then has slowly gained traction in using mm-hmm. kind of those four letter words mm-hmm. and using them in context, and usually when she's angry. Mm-hmm. about something frustrated about something um really dislikes something but really hardly ever with us oh hardly ever with us i mostly hear her um i don't know if she does it with right. with friends i i know some friends she wouldn't do it with there's uh-huh. a couple of friends that maybe she does do it with um well see and that's interesting too well and that's just based on what i know about how those how how the friends that she wouldn't cuss with are parented and some of the house rules based on what Stella has said where right. I'm pretty sure that that those words wouldn't be allowed in the house. Right. And then there's kind of Stella's friends seem to be on the extremes of kind of like conservative and and for faith reasons. Right. Mostly Christian faith reasons and then kind of the other extreme which is like Basically, just agnostic or something. Right, right. yeah. 
Yeah, or there, or or it's different than a. It's like spirituality, maybe right. like be a good person, and that, right. and, and spirituality maybe in some little ways, but not, mm-hmm. not like a guiding, not. It's not guiding like the yeah. family's rules right. and language. A, it's a not faith system isn't approach, right? Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. And and we've obviously, by our behavior, shown Stella that there are places where you cuss and places where you don't cuss. Like she hears us probably not use that language with certain people, but then with with some of our close friends, definitely. Like, yeah, she probably know. hear it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we don't often use it in anger. That's another thing which is fascinating too, because we have both affirmed there are times when you're angry that. You need to have that word that in release. your tool belt, right? Without without the sense of shame, right? Because then the shame is really the thing that begins to shape you, right? And that that needs to be get get away from. At the same time, the way we use it is in humor, mm-hmm. which takes a whole new level of nuance, right? Because you can be again thinking like, wait a minute, these are words right. that are violent words, yeah. They're objectifying words. They're they're words that are, yeah. They're they are. It's fascinating that they are actually designed to be somewhat destructive, in terms of their the, their use, but can be flipped. Well, that was our first understanding of those words. So I don't know how they were designed to be, but maybe you're right that they were. It'd be yeah. interesting to look up the history. Well, like of some the history of. Fuck, you know, is the, no. is that it was an acronym, right? Like that's um, how I remember my dad describing it yeah. to me. But he, but I didn't like get it. Like he just said all these words, and I was like, right. "Carnal knowledge? What is right? That? What is that?" Which is a whole nother kind of conversation, right? right? And I seriously doubt that my dad went there with me, no. or if he did, he stayed very surface, right? Which maybe was appropriate depending yeah. on how old I was when I asked what fuck meant. But this is interesting. There was two this. Also, the the ways our family, the two families, eventually evolved into using it and not using it. Right. I think I maybe heard my dad cuss twice well, in and the that's... time that I lived in my house. Well, but even now, like those words aren't used in your home. Absolutely. But then it's used as a, it's sort of like a safety net. Or it's sort of like because your dad was in ministry where it would never have been appropriate, right? But then you go back home, right? And that was okay, right? It was a way, it was sort of code between like a secret code in your in your family that yeah. was like we're okay and we're safe and we're real normal people now. Yeah, I think it was a subversive way of uh, like, uh-huh. yeah, of somehow. <laughs> Maybe my dad and my parents needing to let off steam. Reclaiming know? a little bit of control. I have no idea. But somehow, or or it was our like little way of rebelling. Right. Like we've got to be so good because of what dad does that this is our way of, yeah, rebelling without being really bad. Yeah. And, um, and we mostly did it when we played games. Interesting. You know, when the, when the, we were really relaxed. 
Yeah. Right. And I'm talking like high school. I remember it really hitting its peak in high school. Mm, And maybe that's because my sister and I were old enough now to Uh like really, really understand to use these words here and not at school, not at church, that kind of thing. But that's, or that's when my, I don't know, that's, that's when I remember really like playing games and saying things like, fuck the free roll. And like, and I could still say that to my mom and everybody would know exactly what game we were talking about and everything. And so I remember a lot of moments like that where it was totally acceptable to like have a pretty filthy mouth. I mean, for me, I was having a filthy mouth. I didn't even, I wasn't even, I didn't even curse this much with my friends, you know? And I was like, you know, the most Christian-y of my friends. Right. And we weren't even talking like this. That's interesting. You know? Yeah. But I would talk like this at home, but no place else. I don't know if it was, yeah, my parents letting off steam, their little way of rebelling and not, yeah, because I think there's a lot of be good there's, these are all the rules we've got to follow right. in order to right. be good. Um, yeah, well, so yeah. used very differently in our and homes. So, and so what I think that it, it's interesting that you, we have this sort of the blending of these, obviously with, with us and when we make our family, we have all of our baggage that we pull together from it, but mm. also kind of choosing. We, we make these choices about like, okay, so what are our particular values about the way we use language are going to be mm-hmm. how do we understand language mm-hmm. how are we going to help develop our kids into using language mm-hmm. because i think we both decided that the taboo thing isn't going to work right because regardless they're going to hear it and at some level we'll we'll use it in terms of their autonomy if what i think one of the most guiding rules for us was that we just didn't want our kids to hide We didn't want our kids to hide from us. Mm -hmm. So any part of them, whether it was angry, what was like, they felt shame about it, Mm -hmm. afraid of it. Like we wanted them to know for sure they could share that with us Mm -hmm. and and it would feel safe. Mm -hmm. Um, We may not, we may not, we may not agree. We would, all that kind of stuff was, they understood that too, but that when it came to like asking permission, I think that's indicative of the kind of culture that we have. Right. You know, where it was, there's so much in there um, about about what they're doing. So, uh, yeah. Do you have anything left you want to say? We're almost, we're almost done with our well, time. Do we want to share what just happened while we were camping? Yeah. I mean, Is that what we want to share? I think it's the same It's the same thing. We can talk about right. it. Yeah. But it's just another example. Uh-huh. But I mean... So... Well, I think it's important to say, because it is the reason why we recorded this, like when we were on our yeah. camping trip. Just a week ago. And I think what we were, we were responding to was some sort of video that we had seen on Facebook by some peop- some friends who were sharing this and it had to do with parenting right and we didn't really agree well and it wasn't just parenting it was it was disciplining disciplining i mean that's that is parenting yeah. but that's like a subsection to me right of parent right. that's that's one of the things that and you have to do as a parent in relation to the concept of authority yeah and that was that was kind of the thing and so like krista and, and right. i do we often have these conversations in front, of, front of our girls. kids we kind of talk about it yeah and and there's probably uh, lots of good and bad about that both, right. right? Yeah, yeah. But one of the good things they hear it. 
They hear but it. But then this is this is how it turned out to be a good thing. Yes. It was a good thing because this whole conversation that Paul and I were kind of having in front of Stella and Dahlia as we're eating breakfast around the campfire um, really turned into Stella desiring to share something that it turns out she's wanted to share with us for a long time, mm-hmm. but has been too frightened to do so. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a way that she has responded reacted and responded to us privately when she's mad at us Mm -hmm. and so i'm really grateful that we chose to talk about this you know and chose to talk about like disciplining our children in front of our children because it really it was this doorway to stella practicing vulnerability and intimacy and and not letting shame run her life and so that i feel like Always, when what happens when you practice vulnerability is that you create the space for greater intimacy, right. and that's exactly what happened in that moment. And she chose to share it with us in a moment when we were all calm. She could have shared it in a moment when we were all angry and fighting, mm-hmm. and she didn't. And and I'm really grateful for that because we because you and mm-hmm. I were calm, we were able to respond to her really calmly. Mm-hmm. And so basically, Stella was just um, sharing with us that when she gets angry with us in the privacy of her room mm-hmm. um she feels what we all feel i think when we get angry we want to we want to hit we do want to be violent like that anger mm-hmm. emotion is i think one of the hardest emotions mm-hmm. to know how to process healthily and um and so one of the things that she does is kind of string together a <laughs> bunch of dirty words yeah. <laughs> and but it was it was really really she was, I think, so ashamed yeah. about using those words and using them against us, yeah. saying them in reference to us yeah. because of how mad she was. Yeah. You think about what she did and how, like, the level of maturity. Yeah. I go, I don't know if I would share I'll... with another adult, like, oh. if that I was angry at the oh. things that I had, the, the secret mm. intentions and words that I had in my heart I might against them. Only share that with you. Yeah, me too. I don't know. There's that no I... other adult that I would do that with. Yeah. I would be like, I'd more more than likely let that relationship go yeah. than the embarrassment right. and vulnerability mm. that it would take yeah. to share that with another person. Yeah. You you really have to care deeply right. or and trust deeply that that person is gonna is gonna meet it with yeah grace and love and trust and all that kind of stuff i mean i just so i it was a staggering moment yeah uh to to uh and and, and incredibly humbling because i'm just kind of like i don't feel responsible for her like in that moment like i feel like she's fully on her own she's done that on her own and i'm i'm in wonder of it all right um, oh yeah, because she could have easily let us have this conversation as two boring adult parents, and not share it with us yeah. at all. And she even had the presence of mind to say like, "Hey, the, there are words I want to say to you that I don't want that I don't think is appropriate for Daily to hear are appropriate right. for you know." So we set up the hammock and went and put Daily in the hammock right. so that Daily yeah. would be protected from these words. And yeah. no, in that moment, I was just really grateful that. That something like disagreeing with how to how to discipline your kids 
turned into this really glorious moment for us because she chose, because Stella chose to be vulnerable and to share. And she shared her tears and she shared her shame. And we were able to say, to talk about lots of things, to talk about the difference between shame and guilt, to talk about how hard it is to be angry, to talk about how we handle anger. You know, I mean, I was able to say to her, um, I never thought I had an anger issue until I got married and I had kids. And then I was worried that maybe I needed to go to therapy for anger. I mean, I need to go to therapy. Like, that's clear. But like, but for anger specifically. And, and I think it just, and I, I, I that's surprising. Like, my parents didn't say things like that to right. me. And, and I'm grateful. And she is in a place, mm-hmm. Stella. Um, her 12 is an old 12 in some ways. In some aspects, oof, boy, we're just right there preteen yep, life. Like, right, you know, crying when we right. take showers. Like, yep. yeah. <laughs> but in other ways, in other ways, she's an old 12 yeah. um, already. And yeah, so I'm grateful for the history that we have with language yeah. in our house. And I'm grateful for the ways that we that we use it. And um and I don't think there's anything wrong with our kids saying "bam it" in the grocery mm-hmm. store or "fuck yeah. math" or or secretly cursing us out because right. we 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 were even able to say like, "Hey, if you were to say those words to me out loud and in anger, right. like that would wound me so right. much." And if I were to use those words against her in anger, right. so we could even talk about even that like slowly talking about the differences, then right, right, slowly introducing the complexity of those words. Right. That if you need to go blow off steam in your room, that's okay. Yeah. Please don't use those words against me in a fight. Because even when you and I fight, if one of us throws out those words, right, it does wound more. It does. And they stick. Yeah. Because there can be a level of contempt when you throw those words in there. Right. That you know when emotions are high and those stories are going, yeah. like those will not get you where you want to go, where you truly yeah. want to go. They might feel good in the moment. Yeah. And and you real like I have that feeling it was like I feel good in the moment doing this, but I know, ooh, as soon as it leaves my mouth, I'm like, gosh, I wish I could take that back. Cause then I have to fight what I feel like I have to fight back that narrative that I see forming in your head about how um, I feel about you. And I go, oh, but I did that. I was the one who started to, and I used that word, you know? So it's like, these are just like, I, I would say like uh, the writer James, like what he uses that strong imagery, oh, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I think it's absolutely true. Like it's a fire. It's a huge ship. It's a huge animal. Like all that stuff is behind our words that can really create and destroy at the same time so all right well we're about done at this point but you're looking for something on your phone right now i was i'm listening to you but i'm also i can't find it on facebook because i wanted to find it so i could say what it was so i could direct people to it if they wanted to but i can't there's this there's this really short video and i can't even think of i'm trying to look it up and i'm well, maybe somebody who knows what you're talking about, can you describe it? And they can even text. There's a woman and she's it. basically talking about all the different ways that you can use the word bitch. Oh, yes. And it, But 
because we have a we have a friend who's a man who uh-huh. is so incredibly thoughtful about not yeah. using that word right. because of how it's been used against women. He's the best right. feminist I know. Right. And um and I love that and I remember talking about that word saying that I don't know in an email or something like that and mm-hmm. then I had just watched this video on Facebook where there's this woman who's like she herself is like in her car and she's kind of using bitch in all the different ways you can use it none of them are against a woman in anger Mm -hmm. you know it's like surprised or excited or astounded (laughs) or ang well or you know um anyway but it's just one of those where just i guess it makes me think about the complexity how if, if that word is used against me, obviously that's incredibly different than if somebody, if I'm using that word with a friend, right. bitch, please, you know, or something like that right. would be an example of, you know, maybe how a woman uses it with another woman right. or something. Um, or even like we were just at a drag show on Friday right. and, and the ways that they're using right that those words and stuff. And those are even... Yeah. Those are drag queens using it with right. each other, which it's is a different context. Defining. It is a community defining word. Yeah. And so, yeah. however, our families defining it or different communities right. are defining it. I just thought it would be a fun thing. People could yeah. look up and watch. Well, I if can't you find know it. the video and <laughs> you want to share it with us, you can <clears throat> leave it in a comment on our SoundCloud or on our iTunes or send it on our Facebook when we post this. But uh, we've, we've, I think we've carried on long enough. It was been, <laughs> it's been a great conversation, and um, yeah, we will uh, we will talk to you soon, and we'll we'll be talking at you later. Okay. Bye. Bye.